Hello and welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willits. And today I'm talking about if you knew me then, you probably can't see me now. So if you're spinning your wheels trying to get people to see you and know you and understand you, stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Okay, so do you love the title? If you knew me then, you can't see me now because I'm telling you right now, I cannot begin to talk about enough the waste of time that we spend trying to get people to see us, to understand us, like, but don't you get it? You don't understand. Look what I'm doing. I hope that you, whatever it is, whatever the garbage is, right? Whatever the garbage is, whatever the noise is, whatever the nonsense is that's wasting your time trying to make people see and understand what you're doing. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to bet the majority of people who knew me when I was younger, this is friends, this is family, et cetera. The people that knew me then, they don't listen to my podcast. They don't subscribe to what I do do. They probably don't understand what I'm doing. They probably don't agree with what I'm doing. And that's okay. They're allowed to. They still see the Meredith that was 5, 8, 13, 17, 23. That's the Meredith that lives in their mind. And so that's as far as I exist, as far as they are concerned. And so why would they be able to understand who I am now? Because I'm frozen in who I was then. But I, and a lot of people I know, they spend a lot of time spinning their wheels, trying to make their family get them. And I think that this is why a lot of LGBTQ people have such a difficult time coming out of the closet. They want their family to accept them. But the problem is when there is a problem many times, unless it's, you know, basically religious related, is that their brains, their family member and friends brains have a hard time detaching from who they were, who they've known them to be. And so to switch gears and now know them as a trans woman or a queer man or whatever it is, is such a shift in their reality of where a person fits in their brain that it's, it's jarring. It's very jarring. And I know for myself that I would not be the person that I am today if I still lived in the city that I grew up in. I just don't see it as being a possibility because when you run into people at the grocery store, at parties, at the park, whatever it is, the people around you project an energy of who you were. And whether or not they say it or whether or not it's implied, the fact remains that you also, by way of their mirror of you, it is very difficult to not be touched by that old image of you that lives inside of your past. 
And I know I just said a whole lot. Like that was a whole lot. So you might have to rewind it a couple of times. But we are affected by the observer of us. Whether we like it or not, we're affected. That's why when we go home, sometimes it can be uncomfortable. That's why when we're around certain people, it can be uncomfortable because their mirror of us and the frequency of all of that, so there's a frequency of their vision of you, is not in alignment with who you know yourself to be. And I'm about to take this even further. So as I say, buckle up. So this is why it's so difficult for people to grow a lot of times, to change, to become when they are around people that have always known them. Because you fill a role in their life. You fill a duty. You fill a a placeholder. You fill the middle child or you know, the athletic one or the pretty one or the, the silly one. You're the black sheep. And so when you're around people like that, it's very difficult to break out of that energy bond because you're fighting against the is that is your past, which I find so interesting, which is why I will tell everyone all the time, when you get married, move away from home. Even if it's just for three years, move away from home and create a new bond between you and your spouse, your significant other, your partner, because this is going to allow you the freedom from your family and friends and hometown so that you can grow into a new unit of who you're going to become with your partner. And if you are a single person, I would still push you to move away from home because you need to find yourself outside of the vision, outside of the mirror of your friends and family and who they expect you to be. That's why when people of the LGBTQ community move a lot of times, they will go into the community of people that are similar to their experience because they can be themselves without the scrutiny or labels or fight of their past. And I'm going to take this, as I said, even a step further to people that get into drugs and addiction issues. I'm not talking about like, you know, I had a gummy on Friday. I'm talking about true addiction, alcoholism, sex addiction, drug addiction, shopping addiction, whatever the addiction is. And what I'm seeing in this moment is that who you are, who I am, okay, who we know ourselves to be in this moment as you're walking and listening to this or driving in your car, wherever this finds you. Hopefully you're sitting at your desk and work and just listening, (laughs) getting paid to listen to me. I love it. Who you know yourself to be will never be in alignment with what the world sees. 
And I have said this in other episodes that if I sat here and talked to you every minute of every day for the rest of my life, you still would not know me and vice versa. This is why trying to convince or explain to somebody who you are and get them to, but you don't understand, see you is such a complete and utter waste of time because it's not possible. It's impossible for anyone, your spouse, your kids, your friends, your family, your therapist, whoever know you. So stop trying to get them to know you right this minute. But what happens is, is that there is a, a human and this human is born. We'll call them you. Just for fun. And they know their heart. This human understands who they are. They understand that they try and that they're loving and that they have good intentions and that they work hard every day and that, you know, they might not be great at making their bed, but, you know, they're very conscientious and they're thoughtful and they love people and they love their mom and they love their dad. But they're born into this family that is extremely dysfunctional and toxic. Maybe the mom has a drinking problem and the dad is, you know, whatever, going works all the time and comes home tired every day. And these parents don't have the time or energy to raise this child that has a good heart and good intentions. And so the child does what children do and they child, they kid, they be, they aren't perfect. And so the parents start into an abusive verbally, emotionally, spiritually, physically abusive pattern with the child who is just being a child. And that makes the child feel confused. But I I tried making my bed. I, I tried making myself cereal. I didn't mean to make a mess. I didn't mean to start crying and be frustrated. And so the mirror that is the world who is their parents, mirrors a reflection back to this child that is out of alignment with who that child knows themselves to be, okay? The child knows I am good, I am trying. The parents mirror back, you are worthless, you are a failure. You see what's happening here? And so, The child is now in a state of cognitive dissonance, mind confusion. Who I am, they can't see me, is not who I know myself to be. They don't see me. What is going on? Maybe I'm not a good person. Maybe I didn't have good intentions. Maybe I spilled it. And so here comes, here comes the psychosis. Here comes the sadness the anxiety, the depression, you know, I'll go back to when I was in elementary school and was literally suicidal in elementary school because who I knew myself to be was so out of alignment with the way that the world was responding to me. I couldn't take it one more minute. I was literally losing my mind at the ripe old age of elementary school. Because the world around me was responding to me so out of line with the way that I thought that I was, that I knew that there was literally no fucking reason for existing anymore because no one was getting it. No one was treating me the way that um, was in alignment with who I knew myself to be. 
And it just seemed very, very, very hopeless, very hopeless. I mean, can you imagine? And I'm not blaming anybody. Parents, parent, kids, kid, you know, people have shit, you know, single parents have stressors between making dinner and getting the laundry done and having a job and taking care of kids and, you know, whatever the thing is and emotions from relationships, you're only as good a parent as you are happy. I really believe that because when I am in a shit mood, my kids should just stay away from me because I, I am not great. And you know, I'm, I'm not above this. I'm not above being a shit, which is why a lot of times I just go in my bedroom because, you know, I know my limits. I think that's important. But when I was a young child, I knew that the world couldn't see me. And I probably have spent a large majority of my life feeling profoundly misunderstood and unseen. And only when I decided that I was going to stop trying to make people get it. I don't need you to get me. I don't need you to understand what I'm doing over here. I don't talk about what I do to the majority of people that I spend time with. The majority of the people that I spend time with really have no clue what I'm about when it comes to the inner workings of me. And let me explain something. It bothers me 10%. It bothers me 10% that the majority of the people that are close to me don't give a shit about what I'm doing. They're not interested. They don't ask questions. They don't listen to my podcast. 10% that hurts my feelings. It's kind of like being a kid and you go and you're on a softball team and you want your parents to come watch. You want them, you want them to want to give a shit, right? You want them to be mildly interested. And so is there a small part of me, even at the ripe old age of 49, that still wants people to want to be interested? Yes. However, comma, my peace is more important than their care. I mean, there's some good ones today coming out of my mouth. That's a zinger right there. My peace is more important than their care for me or what I'm doing. They care about me. I know these people care about me. They're just, they've got their own shit, you know, and that's, that's what you have to come to grips with is people have their own thing. And just because they love you doesn't mean that they have to be interested in what you're doing. I am a curious person by nature. I know what all of my friends are doing all of the time, all of the players in their life. I'm that person. I know what their kids are doing. Their parents are doing. I know what they're doing. I know what the majority of their friends are doing. I would venture to guess if I were to ask many of my friends, if they know even all of my siblings names, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say that they don't know. And that's okay. That's not my situation. And some people might be listening to this and they're like, oh my God, you need to get like better friends. But it's just, you know, it's the way of the world. And I don't, I don't press it. Sometimes it's actually nice to check out of Meredithness and just be a shoes and purses kind of person anyways. You know, have a glass of wine, shoot the shit, talk about nothing, real housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever's on and, you know, not go deep because the majority of my brain is 24 seven deep. But let's go back. Because I just cut way off topic. 
but my point is, is like, if you're listening to my podcast, you're mildly interested in what I'm doing. And so what I'm saying to you is I want you to understand that as interesting as you find me, my family doesn't care. My friends are not listening to my podcast. A few of them are, yes, but the majority aren't. So my point to you is if your friends and family are not diving deep on all the shit that you're doing in your life and they don't understand it and they don't go to your art shows or your music show or they don't ask you about your job, don't think it's you. It's not. People just aren't interested. All people aren't you know, ridiculously curious or selfless or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that's curious. I like to be involved. Not everyone's like that. So to go back to being a child and the world, not seeing you for who you know yourself to be, which creates this stress, this dissonance in the mind of the unalignment between soul self human self and the reflection of you self. Okay. The soul and, and the mind is so destroyed when the feedback that they're constantly getting when you're an abusive family is so destructive that I do believe that, that the person that is receiving the misfired feedback of you are worthless or whatever, when the person, the child knows that they're not, they know that they have a good soul. They know that they are a loving being. When that information is fed back to them, I do believe that the mind and the spirit begin to break down. And unless that child, adult, teenager escapes, leaves that abusive relationship, I believe that this is a lot of times when alcoholism, drug addiction, and other addictions can begin. Because it's almost as if the mind and spirit begin to break down and check out from the reality that they are experiencing. They have to leave the lie, the disinformation, because it is so out of line with who they know themselves to be. That is why abuse is so profoundly damaging because you're taking this innocent, loving being and giving them bad feedback that is out of alignment. And so when that happens, the person has to check out of that. It it can't handle it. It has to survive. And the only way to survive is either to fight or flight. And so to fight it is to shut it down, escape, or to flee by way of actually leaving the situation or leaving the situation by way of an escape of food, alcohol, drugs, et cetera, because they're checking out of the abuse. They're checking out of the bad feedback. I hope you guys are following me because this is really good shit. So there's that. And so this is the thing, guys. Don't spend one more minute telling people who you are or what you're doing if they're not in the realm of what it is you're doing. You know, if you're a musician and you're sitting there talking to an IT father, you know, a person that's in technology or a salesperson mom or a CPA grandpa, and you're like talking about this, you know, techno music that you're creating 
and they got, you know, the glazed eyes, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're exhausting yourself. And I know you're like, but I want them to know what I'm doing. I want them to be proud of me. Worry about yourself. Be proud of yourself. They don't, they can't see you. It's actually in the Bible. So I was looking it up here and it looks like it's John 111. So it says he came to his own and his own people did not receive him, meaning he came to his own domain or to his own people and his people did not know him. And I think about that a lot in when I'm thinking about this situation of the disconnect between who I am and where I came from. And I find it so interesting that people are always like, remember where you came from. Don't forget where you came from. But I just had someone say that to me recently. Don't forget where you came from. Like, why? Why don't I want to forget where I came from? Like, what does that even mean? Like, what if I came? I don't even know. Like, no, where I came from, those people don't know me. They can't possibly know me. And that's okay. They don't have to know me. Forget where I remember where you came from. What, like what, why, why should I do that? Why should I not grow from, from where I came from? I came from a small town in Ohio that has great schools and great people And okay, how does that help me in any way? You know, maybe what they're talking about is like when you get super rich, don't forget to be grounded. I don't know. But why should I be so concerned with with the confusion of my teenage years and childhood and my destructive years of my 20s? I don't want to sit here and live inside of that. The past doesn't even exist. The past lives in my mind. The past of who I am who I was lives in other people's mind. And that is none of my business or concern. I have forgiven myself. I have moved on. Those people do not know me. I mean, think how much you grow in one year. But when you see someone from a year or five or 20 years ago, that you're kind of frozen in their mind's eye. I mean, definitely social media has changed that quite a bit because of the fact that, you know, now they watch your progression, but they still don't know you. They still don't know you. I just saw a great, I think it was on Instagram. It said, don't take the opinion of someone you wouldn't change places with. And I thought that was excellent. And when I was growing up, I remember moving from jealousy to understanding. I remember I used to be jealous of this or that or this car or that house or that body or that hair or that boyfriend, whatever it was, whatever the situation was that I didn't have. You know, this is when I was younger. And I remember thinking, I don't get to pick pieces of everyone's life. If you are going to be jealous of someone, you have to take the whole good and bad. You have to take all of it. You don't get to pick and choose. You have to understand that that person that you're jealous of has a whole life. And that really took me out of being jealous of anyone. It made me really stop comparing myself to other people and other people's situations. It's like, that's great. You might get the body, but you also get the face. So you sure you want to do that? You sure you want to be jealous of that situation? I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. 
you get the life, but you also get the husband that goes with that life. I'm good. Thanks. I'll keep, keep where I'm at. Thanks. Thank you. And so, you know, really understanding you can use people, you can use people as inspiration. Like, wow, I really like the way she decorates her house, or I really like the way that he has taken his career path or the way she raises her children or the way she styles her hair or her clothes. You can use people as an inspiration, but the jealousy is, is a different energy to it. The different energy. And so when we encounter other people, it's so important. I've talked about this recently on an episode or so, I don't remember which one, about really silo yourself. Don't use the world to understand who you are. Don't use the world to judge who you are or where you're at in life. I love the, the concept that the rose doesn't compare itself to the lily. The rose is the rose and the lily is the lily and they each have their own thing. The sparrow doesn't compare itself to the cardinal because the sparrow would lose every time. Let's be honest, the cardinal's going to win every single time. Just kidding. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Only humans do this, this leveling up, this labeling. I think that was the beginning of the demise of, of where we're at politically is a leader came out and said, you know, I know all you people have not been cared for your whole life, but I'm here to tell you that you're awesome. And so follow me wherever I go. I'll leave it up to you to figure out which leader that was. But so many people out in the world today want someone to tell them that they're smart, they're kind, they're funny, they're beautiful, they're talented, they're musically inclined, that their art is good, that their podcast is awesome. They want feedback and their family never gave them feedback. And now they're getting feedback from political leaders that are totally using the lack that these folks grew up with to entice them into following them. Someone's finally telling them that they're good enough, which is manipulative and disgusting, but it's, you know, it's working. But this is why it's so important that you know who you are outside of the world around you. Because guess what? In most situations, you're not going to have someone over there telling you you're doing a good job. You're just not. You have to do it yourself. You have to find that inner fire, that inner drive. That's why it's so important. That's why they say stuff like, do what you love and the money will follow. Do what you're passionate about and the money will follow. Because the thing of it is, is if you're running around as an employee or as a entrepreneur waiting for the world to tell you how pretty you are, you are going to come up short every single day. That's why being a stay-at-home mom is so tough, right? You wake up early, someone throws up on you, you got poop on your fingers, you're getting breakfast, everyone's crying. No one gives a shit to tell you that you're doing a good job because, hey, you signed up to be a mom. You must love it. So fulfilled. Love it so much. No one's giving you a, a raise as a stay-at-home mom. No one's giving you a title, vice president of household everythingness. That has to come from inside. 
I think that's why that moms make the best entrepreneurs because they're solo inspired. They're inspired by proxy of the work that they do. They're the ones that are used to telling themselves, hey, I, I did a good job here. Everyone's still alive at the end of the day. If you told me, would you rather have a college graduate or a stay-at-home mom that's been home for 10 years to hire, I would pick the stay-at-home mom all day long because they're used to working 20 hours a day tirelessly with no pay, no promotion, no title, no that a girls. They just go. They just do it. And they're constantly changing what they're doing. So far today, it is 1023 a.m. on a Wednesday. I got up. I made the bed. I did the dishes. I got the coffee. I got the kids off the camp, got myself dressed. You know, the whole thing took the kids, went to Home Depot, bought new fans, bought cleaning products, came home, sent my son off to his friend's house and sat down and made a podcast. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. That's been my morning so far. And I have appointments all day long after I go get the kids from camp, after I get Emerson from camp. So yeah, stop looking around, figure out a way. That's why mantras are so good. That's why morning mantras are so good because you have to be the one that's telling you that you're enough. I'm pretty enough. I'm strong enough. I'm allowed to take up space. I'm doing a great job. I'm beautiful. I'm kind. I'm funny. And I don't need anyone to tell me. You want to find your inner solo self? Start a podcast and talk into a microphone for 30 to 45 minutes with absolutely no feedback. But the way that you feel inside of you. Become an entrepreneur. When you're home today, Find that inner you that tells you that you're doing a good job, either at home or at work. We're running around all the time at work and in life looking for feedback, telling us how great we are. But to me, that that leads to nothing but suffering because no one can ever show up the way that you need them to and give the feedback that's in alignment with what you've put out. Find it in yourself. Go there, look for it inside of you. And when you find yourself looking for it outside of you, say, why am I looking to other people to tell me that I'm enough? And is it helping or is it hurting? Is it holding me back? Do I need to move away? Do I need to spend some more time alone? What is it that I'm doing every day that's looking for feedback from the outside world and why? What is missing inside of me? Go back to episode one. Happiness cannot be found outside of yourself. No one will ever tell you that you are pretty enough enough times. No one will ever tell you you're smart enough or kind enough or loving enough. It's just, it's impossible. It's impossible. And actually it usually falls on deaf ears because so often people can't accept that kind of, those kinds of words of kindness and love. You have to find that in you. When I look around my house, when I look around at what I'm doing in life, I ask myself, how do do I like it? I'm never cleaning up so that my husband tells me that the house looks good or, hey, great job with the laundry. I would be coming up dry. No water. Because he's busy. He's got his own shit. I can't sit there and be, oh, what do you think of the house? Looks so needy. It's so desperate. It's so looking for someone else to fill your cup. 
Is it nice when someone says, hey, the house looks great. You look pretty today. Yeah, great. Perfect. I don't need it. I don't give a shit. I don't. Because I know that I think that I look good. I know that I know the house looks good. I know that what I'm doing is great. Because I've decided that I'm my own judge. Nobody else, because they can't see it. They don't know my vision. No one knows your vision for what you have for yourself. So how can they judge it? They're going to most likely give you bad advice. This goes back to what I said. Stop taking advice from your parents. They don't know where you're headed. Some things, sure. But for the majority, when I first started doing total body analysis and energy work, my mom's like, oh my God. And I mean, she means the best. You would make the best pharmacist. Holy shit. I'm doing energy medicine which is like literally the antithesis of being a pharmacist and pushing medications and drugs. You don't, she, doesn't, she doesn't know me. She doesn't know what my plan is. She doesn't know anything about what I'm doing. And I don't judge her for that, but I'm also not going to listen. Yeah, great. Three more years of school to give people drugs and kill them. Fantastic. All good, thanks. Start figuring out who you are and where you're going, what you want. Start paying attention to when your brain looks to the outside world for happiness and comfort and feedback. Start paying attention to your brain, your mind, the way you work, because you're going to come up short. The world will never know you. Stop trying to make it. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. I really appreciate you all so much. If you haven't left a review, please do so. It helps me so much. Five stars and a written review over on Apple Podcasts, if you can, or Spotify. If you know someone that might benefit from this episode, please share. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, please hop over to my website or in the show notes. There is a patron, $30 a month, which gives you discounts on appointments and webinars and all sorts of good stuff and also help support the podcast and all the editing that goes into this. So I would so appreciate if you listen to hop over to MeredithWillits.com and support me and all that I'm doing. And I will see you guys here next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.